Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. You know, we've been denying women access to developing systems that are inclusive of their point of views. Mm -hmm. Hell, women have to pay tax for tampons. How stupid is that? What's good, Realists? This is Anthony Roberts here, and welcome back to episode 48 of The Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct. On today's show, I have professor of TV production at UTA News Espanol from the University of Texas at Arlington, Julian Rodriguez. And alongside me today, I have Gabrielle Johnson, Christian Coopwood, a.k.a. Coop, is back in the building, and our voice for professional black women this week, Michelle Williams. This is a special show for me today because it's one of my mentors who always pushes me to be the best I can be without settling or conforming to the world around me, and I appreciate and I love him for that. Also, this is a listener-supported podcast, so what does that mean? This episode is brought to you by the listeners of The Reality Is and also Robert's Media Group. So without further ado, let's go up. Wonderful. Uh, having a great time. Took yourself all the way in. You, on the, on the thank set. you very much for inviting me here. Uh, it's a wonderful place. Actually, nice, nice location. It's great perfect. company. And of course, being with you can't get better than that on a Saturday afternoon, right? I try to tell people that I'm pretty good company, but I don't know if I'm appreciated yet amongst the masses, but maybe one day I'll get there. We also have Gabby. What's good with you, man? You done ran that 5K? That ass tightened? Uh-oh. No, you know, my, actually, my ankles hurt. <laughs> That's when you know you're getting old when you talk about your ankles. <laughs> my ankles hurt. Hey, we got Michelle in here today. How you doing? Hey, guys. Doing good. All right. And later on, we're going to have Coop coming in. Appreciate you. We got Coop coming in, and she'll be helping us out with the rest of the show. Um... Julian, man, I wanted to get Julian on the show after taking his uh, a couple of semesters with him. The reason is because he's kind of like me or I'm like him. He's older. Um, a lot he, older. <laughs> he gives the unadulterated truth when he's talking about media and politics and the agenda and propaganda of media as opposed to some professors who may whitewash it. And that's the perfect word for it. You know, whitewashing down what the media does <laughs> and everything else. So with him, he's more, you know, he's going to give you the unfiltered version of how you should, you know, carry yourself, what to look for in media, what to look for in propaganda and why uh, the media, do, you know, they do what they do behind the scenes. So if you don't mind, Julian, kind of give him a little background on yourself, you know, give him that whole 20 year track record in the business. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about 20, but I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, you know, I'm originally from Colombia and South America. English is not my first language. Uh, I came to the United States in, in 2000 and landed in Nebraska of all places. Beautiful state. I love Nebraska. And I ended up going to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Wonderful people. Wonderful program. And I had the opportunity to work with fantastic professors. And I also had the opportunity to get my career started. Started there, not only in radio, uh, but also before graduation, I started working at a TV station, KOLN KGIN, okay. where I started working in videography and editing and working with reporters and anchors. I'll tell you this, Anthony, I was never, ever interested in being in front of the camera. Although they were like pushing me in that direction, hey, Julian, you know, you should, you should definitely be in front of the camera. I'm like, nope. 
I will write it. I will produce it. I'll help you make you look great. But then, uh, uh, you know, I'll put someone else in front of the camera. So uh, I did that for a couple of years, uh, work on several projects, including documentary and whatnot. And started my master's degree in um, visual anthropology and anthropology uh, with a professor that has worked extensively in Africa and has worked extensively uh, kind of mediating development and displacement of native communities in Africa, specifically talking about hydroelectric power construction. I have no idea what that is. Well, it's basically generating power uh, through water. Okay. So they have to create this enormous dams, and normally to create those dams, you have to displaced people who are native people who basically have been there for thousands of years and well you know we can create a whole new show talking yeah. about the whole problems but ultimately <laughs> um, it, it, it ended up creating all kinds of social issues from uh, from fictitious short-lived economies to you know leaving behind a trail of AIDS and and it's it's just a big 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 problem and he was basically leading me and helping me out uh, with my program in anthropology and my wife was finishing her master's degree in civil engineering and she graduated first and she got different job offers and one of them was coming here to Dallas and I'm very glad I'm here uh, because the snow never stops in Nebraska is and it the any, cold weather is it even any other black people or Colombians there are uh, more, you know, uh, African-Americans, yes. If you, go to, if you go to Omaha, you'll be able to find black people. Okay. And you'll be able to, as a matter of fact, I ran into Barack Obama when he was a senator there. He's a very nice guy, uh, straightforward, friendly. Uh, who would know he would be our first black president? I'm trying to figure out. If you name dropping because it's black people in here, you first you said you went to Africa and helped out. Now you're dropping Obama's name. Well, not really, not necessarily. That's what I do. What I see, <laughs> if, and if I if I'm doing it, I will tell you straight to your face. Yes, Hell you yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm telling you this. Society is not made out of just one race or, yeah. or one language. The United States of America is made out of people of, diver of diverse backgrounds and cultures and ethnic groups. And we need to realize that if we want this nation to function, then we need to acknowledge that, that these human groups exist and that they need representation so that we can bring down uh, the limitations that the system has built within them. So Rodriguez for president. In 2020? I can't because I'm a naturalized citizen. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, Ted Cruz having the same problem right now. Uh, you know, the same problem was brought forward with Barack Obama and yeah. was he American or not. But, you know, that's basically just politics. And why people really aren't from here either. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> if if we were fair and balanced, we would be speaking Navajo right now. Yes, we so, would. And that's not necessarily what's happening. And rain dancing. All kinds of stuff. But, you know, uh, ultimately, we don't necessarily need to blame it all on, you know, white people per se. Wait a minute now, yeah? Julian. What you talking about? Hey, I, you know, if you want me to start a fight, I'll start it right now. <laughs> the problem is that when you start blaming a specific group of people, you almost become who they are. And I true. think that to some extent, we just need to better to, to improve our understanding of society and to understand how ethnic groups work, how, how um, race plays an important role in our life. Uh, not only by the color of our skin, but by the things that we learn when we grow up. See, when I came from Colombia to Nebraska, um, I was 
just a Colombian in Nebraska. Got it? Yeah. And then ultimately, I became racialized. They say, oh, wait a minute, you're Hispanic. But then they looked at me, and first of all, ladies, you're looking at me right now, I don't necessarily look Hispanic, I look more Asian. So people here are so racialized that they're, they, they are like, who the hell? What, what are you? Mm-hmm. You're a monster, right? Like you look Asian, but yet your skin is lighter, yet you have a Hispanic accent. But what in the world is going on? I'm like, you know, I'm, a, I'm the melting pot. That's yeah. what's going yeah. on. It's a mixture of all these things. But ultimately, I had to learn that uh, I was Hispanic, that I was a white Hispanic that looked Asian who was learning English. It doesn't get more complex than that. And at the same time, where I used to see people, whether they were black or white or orange or whatever, now I see, oh, there's a black person. Oh, there's a Hispanic person. And I became racialized in that way. American ability. Exactly. And 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 to some extent, yes, yes. Uh, there are there are limitations to how we perceive our society, and there are uh, those who have been in power long enough to create a system that denies those minority groups access to the things that make a society thrive. So when I started working at this TV station, I realized that one thing that was missing in Nebraska, in many ways, was the representation of the Hispanic community. And that's basically where I focused. And translating them, finding families, telling stories, uh, showing people that, you know, these are not people from Mars. These are human beings with families who work really, really, really hard, who put the food on our table. Mm -hmm. Like every tomato you eat, every whatever you eat. It was possible because of immigration. It was possible because someone is working really, really hard uh, behind making that fruit possible. Even I think I don't think a lot of Hispanics get a lot of props, period, for like they do the jobs that nobody else wants to do. I know when I look at it and I think about Hispanics. They're the ones that's cleaning the toilets and cleaning people's homes and cooking people's foods and transporting Mm -hmm. this and building Everything that you see. If you go by a construction site, you may see 30 men out there in one area. It may be five white, two black, and 13 or whatever the difference of numbers is Hispanic. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I think about, and we're going to talk about it later, who you're going to vote for or if you were to vote or, you know, hypothetically. But my whole thing is I think we can't do away with any one race if we need this thing or this engine called America to continue to be, you know, moving forward. With far as Hispanics, I honestly kind of look at Hispanics like black people. I mean, we have a lot of things in common, but... I also think for Hispanics in this country, because of their skin tone and if they're Americanized, to me, it's easier for them. That's just me. I don't know if anybody else feels that way or sees that, but that's how I see it. That is not only true. That is also that I have been able to find in my family because I am the person with the lightest skin color in my family. And because of that, I've seen that my father, who has a darker skin, and my brother, who has a mid-toned skin, they get treated and they get framed differently than than I've been. So just because I have a lighter color, then I, I... I immediately identify in many situations 
that I'm treated differently. Yeah. So this is, you don't have to go that far. Just look within your family, and you'll be able to find those different treatments that society gives you. Right. Now, to pick your brain a little bit, what I wanted to kind of talk about within the first hour, and we can start on Michelle's end, is do we need cable anymore? And the reason I want to talk about that is because I did a little research on your page, and I know you posted some of the on your Twitter, uh, J Rod Media, J Rod Media. Yeah, yeah I think that's at J Rod Media. Um, and you had a couple of posts about Nielsen and how they've been tracking cable and ratings and things of that nature. So first of all, I'll start with Michelle. Do you even do you have cable or I don't, is I don't it Netflix, Hulu? Yeah, I haven't had cable since like 2005, 2006. Because of the price. Um, well, it was a few things. One, I have a son. And I True. found oh, it easier right. for yeah. me to control the media that he was seeing if we didn't have cable. So we didn't even have TVs until maybe three years ago in our home. Um, and the only reason that I got a TV was because my grandmother was coming to stay more often with us yeah. um, and helping out with my son. And she was like, if I can't wash my soaps, uh, I ain't going to be able to come visit. Right. These stories. You know, black people story. call them stories. stories yeah. 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 Watch so, stories. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a TV right. that was on sale and then she bought another another TV for my house so there's two TVs in my house but I, I haven't bought cable I will probably never buy cable um, I, I don't necessarily see the expense I'm not an avid TV watcher either and if I do watch TV it's the shows that I want to watch which I can watch on Hulu or um, Netflix or you know like I, can, I have access to any media that I want to watch um, without having cable so I don't see the need for it what you watching Gabby <clears throat> Gabby. Anthony. It's Gabriella, by Thank the you. way, Anthony. I've been knowing her over 10 years. I, Thank you. Don't Thank you. go against the current here, son. Uh, <laughs> you'll get burned really fast. Thank you very much. Gabriella, as yeah. you were. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really do watch TV. I'm yeah. I'm a, I'm, I'll say I'm a private TV junkie, but I don't watch live TV. So... Um, I probably could just do with Hulu and Netflix because everything that I watch comes on those channels. Yeah. But um, I mean, currently, you know, I stay my mom's house, so they have cable. I, but probably whenever I move, I probably won't have it. You don't even need it with things yeah. like Netflix, really need, yeah. Hulu, and then if you get Apple TV, I think it's like depending on the gigs you get, it's like one hundred to two hundred dollars. You buy that one set fee, which is a monthly cable yeah. bill, and then you pay eight months. So with those three things, you're paying less than thirty dollars a month. Right. Why the hell do you need cable? Yeah, I probably. Because matter matter of fact, probably the last two weeks. Because I told you I got stuck on Parenthood. Yeah. So oh, I, I have been watching Parenthood. Yeah. Like every day when I come home work, I watch like an episode before I go to bed. Yeah. So I haven't even been looking at TV. That probably the get only you reason why I would too, keep cable yeah. is for the news. Because yeah. I don't know that I feel like it makes me sound so old, but I watch the news. I don't even watch the news. Hadn't read yeah. a paper. Don't I watch the news. N- I listen to a lot of NPR. So yeah, and I think that's too. Yeah. I listen to a lot of different types of podcasts yeah. to kind of give me my information. Or like we talked about in your classes, like social media. Twitter, you may go to Twitter, you may go to Facebook because everybody's posting it. You actually get it before the news comes on at 5 or at 10. And see, I don't even really get on Facebook anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, probably if I was on Facebook, I I would know more things, but I watch the news. I mean, I watch the news because I want to know what's going on locally. Yeah. And then, you know, I... Like I stopped watching for a little bit and I had no idea what was going on so when people would be talking I have no idea what people are talking about because I'm not watching TV I'm not watching news I'm not on Facebook so yeah. I have no idea what's going on the news is switched up too if you look at the one thing I was looking at I think it's Ron Corning for Channel 8 or whatever I don't know. to me he looks gay nothing against it 
but it's like I've noticed that they're having that's a lot right. more people of color and a lot more people oh, of like yeah. different because you know there's uh, a weather girl her name is yeah, Ramisha yeah that's what I'm saying they're yeah. accepting more things and that was my next thing I couldn't think of her name but <laughs> the black girl Ramisha yeah. normally they change their names and you know they change their names uh, or like I say they have gay people on the screen or they're trying to tie in like Hispanics and they're trying to bring in so many different things just like a lot of TV shows if you watch a lot of younger TV shows like I watch The Flash I watch Arrow a lot of shows on CW they have a lot of interracial dating they have a lot of homosexuality on a lot of big time networks to where 10-15 years ago this would have never happened oh, right. but it's like when you're losing ratings or when you're stuck in one place and you're like I'm not going to change and you're you know maybe a, a place that doesn't have as much experience or as much money starts to get more ratings you have to kind of start conforming to what the time is right now so what is your thought process on the conformity of media and how certain media uh, outlets are changing here's uh, there there are different forces that are shaping the way media truly function one of those is for example well define tv what is television is the thing that we have in the living room or is the thing that we have in our bedroom we watch before we go to sleep what is television yeah. if i watch something on my smartphone is that television do we consider that to be? Now, traditionally, what we know as legacy media, this is basically over the air. And new media is exactly what we're doing right now, which is bypassing a lot of those systems that use over-the-air signals and now delivering the same exact content online. Yeah. It's exactly the same. If you, whether you listen to a radio in your car or you listen to an online radio station on your car, is exactly the same content. Now, television is, functions in the same way. You have over the air, you have cable, and then you have online. You have satellite TV, and all of those have different qualities. For example, uh, over the air will be Channel 8 or Fox 4, set up your antenna, and then you just listen to it, right? You just watch it. But if you are watching on cable, then you get more choices, more choices that will move you away from local television. Mm -hmm. And you have satellite, which is basically cable, but it's just delivered through a satellite system. And then you have online, which is the major disruptor. What happens is that television is basically what you see audiovisually. That's what it is. The big difference and the reason likely why, for example, uh, you are able to disconnect or cut the cord because you're a cord cutter, right? So you're a cord cutter because you don't watch live television. You don't watch, for example, sporting events. Uh, You don't want to see the latest episode. You can wait for a year or six months and then watch it on Netflix. So if you're not a live watcher, things that are live like news, things that are live like sports, uh, then you don't necessarily need cable and that's why we're seeing a trend. Now you do have a child and that means that you are a cord cutter but your child is gonna grow up likely in a home that doesn't have or doesn't pay for cable mm-hmm. but has online access to content. And he or she, is she or she? He, he, yes. He, what's his name? Javon. Javon. Yes. Javon will likely be a cable never. And a cable never is a person who grows up in a family that never had cable by choice Mm -hmm. because they didn't see value added on it uh, or because they don't have the money to pay for cable. And he will adopt whatever technology you offer him. Mm -hmm. So we are shaping the way we understand media unquestionably, constantly, and forever. Media needs to be omnipresent wherever I am. I need to be able to get it. 
Uh, that means that the gatekeeper, the person who decides what's on the air and what is important, is basically eroding to some extent, and it's changing the business model, and it's at the same time disrupting technology mm -hmm. and disrupting business models. Mm -hmm. So it is more difficult now to make money. So what do you feel about, like, I know we've talked about several times about slugs, slugs and clickbait that, you know, which honestly creates a type of groupthink where people really don't even click on a story to actually read the whole story. They click, you know, they see something like uh, Kanye gets into it with Amber Rose or Kanye, mm -hmm. you know, something weird, but it's like the story may tell you what really happened and a lot of things, mm -hmm. a lot of times people don't really truly read do you feel like clickbait or uh entertaining slugs take away from the content that a lot of editors or writers are writing absolutely yes and what this clickbait does is basically exploit our human nature so what they do is that literally you don't have writers anymore what we have is just people who are very good at writing Uh, headlines that will attract people and drag those people into a website so that they can get some traffic. Yeah. But in itself, the story is not of any essence. It's inconsequential and other, it doesn't really inform you or help you make informed decisions that are going to improve your life. Not necessarily. But this is, this is a phenomenon that is, that is difficult to understand and to put it in a business perspective because this is, well, eroding the business models that we have, but at the same time, it is shifting people away from content that is meaningful, that is important. So if you, as a consumer, you demand a specific kind of content and that content increases traffic on a website, that's the kind of content they're going to give you. And the consumer is the one who's going to pay ultimately for misinformation or to have access to information that is inconsequential in any way. If you're looking for, I mean, so if you're looking for uh, followers or viewers, do you, would you advise, like someone like myself, like I don't have... 200,000 followers like a lot of times I see social media and I see certain uh, blogs or whatever and they have like a gang of followers and I'm like you go through the content and it's it, gossip it's, it's, and it's nothing it's instant gratification yeah. that's what it is and to be clear if you want to make You know, lifelong, lasting decisions that are meaningful, you need to delay gratification. And that's what social media does. It gratifies you and say, oh, I want to see this. I want to read that. And then you read it and there's no content at all. It's just a picture maybe of someone slipping a nipple, yeah. you know, to be honest with you. <laughs> and then ultimately, how does that add to my life at yeah. any point? But ultimately, you're also demanding that content. I think it's so, leaking over into other things too, far as like, I mean, relationships. You may have somebody who's, who sees a guy or a girl who's attractive, but they don't, what, what else is it outside of that? I was thinking the other day and I, I was telling Artesia, I was like, do you ever sit back and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say what I was doing, but I was thinking, deep thinking. Mm -hmm. And when I was deep thinking, I was like, if you think of your body or who you are, you're really a shell of yourself. The only thing that's working is your brain. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ever watched um, Men in Black and when they stopped, I think it was part one when they stopped that, that guy and it opened up and it was like a little alien in there controlling the whole guy. Mm -hmm. I was like, really? That's it's what like your brain... Yeah, I was like, that's what your brain is. Like, we're... All of this I'm doing right now, my brain is telling me to do that. We don't really have control of our body, so a lot of times what we're consuming, a lot of times you hear people watching TV and they'll say, oh, I can listen to this or I can watch this and it doesn't bother me. It doesn't shape what I do. And a lot of times, subconsciously, it does. You know, with the clickbait and wanting, like you said, instant gratification, it carries over 
into people in their careers. They want something done in a year. And it's like, it's not going to happen. They want a relationship that's going to work right then and there. And without work, it's not going to happen. That's correct. It's, it's always going to take a lot of work in order to build something meaningful in your life. And you have to delay that gratification. It's, it's, it's like love. Love is this thing that bursts and it moves you and it makes you sweat and it makes you feel this attraction. But ultimately, it starts kind of diminishing and not because it's not more intense is because it truly morphs into something that is great and that is wonderful. It's just that love is something that you have to constantly discover. Well, in many ways, you love the way you were taught to love in the same way that you consume media and the way you were taught to consume media. And research shows that our brain continues to develop all the way into the early 20s. And the way we are consuming this disruptive media is changing the way we will understand the world ultimately. I'm sorry, the world doesn't fit in a fucking soundbite, you know? So so you have to actually take time to listen and understand what kind of issues have a real impact in your life Mm -hmm. and a real impact on each other's life, on society. And understanding all these forces that shape society and your function within those forces helps you create momentum, helps you understand better and humanize issues. It's so easy to dehumanize, especially women, it's so easy to dehumanize a a person and women and children with pictures and comments that are completely inconsequential because you don't know who is reading them, at what moment in time they're being read. And, And at the same time, when you put them face to face, as we are right now, then you realize, oh yeah, this is a human being. But there the are now, what's you saying that the dehumanizing women now, yeah, and there may be some backlash, but don't oh, yes. women allow this we to some? That's what I'm saying. But don't women at some point allow this? Like people talk about, oh, women on you know have well, first of all, this Anthony, women have been denied access to the development of a system that has completely ignored their input. I agree. Until recently. We haven't had a female president yet. We don't need Hillary. And it's not because she's a woman. No, I'm not going to go there yet. But what I'm saying is we've been denied access. You know, we've been denying women access to developing systems that are inclusive of their point of views. Mm -hmm. Hell, women have to pay tax for tampons. How stupid is that? Don't it's we gotta, taxing I gotta pay women for, a for being women. Well, I mean, oh, that's oh, different. It's they, different. Oh, I didn't know where you were going. You know, I didn't know where you were going with it. I had to hear. I, I jumped the gun. I was saying, is that the same thing? But I'm just saying. I mean, hey. They see it as luxury items. I'm sorry, you cannot no, expect it's not a luxury. It's not luxury. You need, no, it's you not. Can, no, and, and I it, need you to get them tampons. No, and, and no, and, and the truth is that it doesn't matter what it is. They're going to tax them. It's just we cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input. Mm-hmm. That is part of muted group theory. How does that change, though? How does it, it, it change? It changed with providing opportunities to minorities. It changes with identifying opportunities uh, where others see poverty, where others see ignorance. Oh, it's just that that neighborhood is poor. So no one will invest a penny on that neighborhood because you can't make money out of it. Yeah. Well, no, that's not, that's not what this is all about. 
what we need to identify is there's always opportunity on those who have never had the opportunity to add something to a conversation, to add something to the system. That's, that might be, and I believe is the missing link. If you want to equalize and create great opportunities, you have to give women the right to participate and change how the world works. When you do that, you reduce, for example, uh, fertility rates which means that women will have more time to go to school, which means that women will have more time to improve themselves, which means that women can de- you know, uh, delay a little bit more having children and improve the quality of life of their children. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you know, men walk out on them, leave them behind with their children. Oh, you fend for yourself because yeah. I'm a man. Hell no. We need to create a system that is inclusive, not only for blacks or Hispanics, but to the more than 50 percent of the world population, which is women. I feel like a lot of women, too, though, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of women have to feel like they are capable of doing these things. A lot of women don't have the confidence in themselves to do this. Like, it's very few women that I've met. Because the system doesn't allow them to build those credibilities within them. Just like, for example, when you have a child and you give them an an iPad and the only thing they do is play on the iPad when their family members are running around, you're building certain traits on that child that are going to change the way he or she consumes that media and how they consume it, how they interpret the world through that system. In the same way, you have women growing up in a society that completely materializes them, that disconnects them from humanity in many ways. Because women apparently are only breasts and big butts and whatnot. No, women can't be that. African-Americans can be just black people who live in poor neighborhoods, and they're not. It's a fallacy. It's a lie. It's an oppression of the system. The the same thing can be said about Hispanics. Now, I'll tell you something that's changing the way we function and educate our students, at least at UT Arlington. We just created and we're finishing establishing the National Association of Black Journalists chapter in the Department of Communication. Mm -hmm. And I am advising them, one, because we don't have a black Black, faculty member. It's difficult to find faculty members. It's difficult to find Hispanic or Spanish-speaking professors that you can hire. It's difficult because the system basically keeps those opportunities from, you know, happening. And, okay, that's great. I don't have a problem. I can be your advisor. I can support you. I can do the best that I can. I put together a proposal. Let's go to Washington, D.C. Let's attend the NHJ, NABJ National Conference in Washington, D.C. And I'll try to find money to support you, pay your flight, maybe give you some money from food, whatever it is. And you know what happened? They approved it. Yeah. I just got almost $6,000 so that I can take five Hispanic students and five African-American students to come with me to Washington, D.C. so that they can expand those opportunities. But those who believe that in poverty or in low education is not opportunity, they are wrong. They're dead wrong. Now, have you had any pushback? Because I know Brian is a part of the NABJ. Oh, they can push back as hard as they can. Well, the pushback I'm talking about is with you being being Colombian. I'm sorry. I was almost Hispanic. No, no. Okay. This is is another misconception. 
Okay. This is another misconception. Yes, ideally, you if if you are of the same race or the same ethnic group, depending, of course, if you have a women's group, you want a, you want a woman to be the leader of that group. That's perfectly fine. That helps. Yeah. That does. But we're at a point in time where we just need to man up or woman up yeah. and then say, hell, if we don't have someone who can help these kids move forward, mm-hmm. then I will do it. And the reason and I, I, I will that, show them how. And I ask that because I know when I was on campus last semester, I had a couple of students come to me and they were like, well, you know, have you joined the NABG? And I was like, no, because I know I talked to you about it. And I think it's Reggie Atatula who is, what, what's his yeah, role in it? Yeah, he's the president. It? Okay, so he's the president. And Brian, what's your role in it? Okay. And I know Brian was talking to me and Reggie was hitting me up and it was like, hey, you ought to come on and be, try to be vice president or be something in it. And I was like, I would love to. I just don't have the time. But I had other students that were like, well, you know, Julian is like kind of the head of it. And I was like, okay, what's the problem? And it was like, he's not black. I was like, but he has a voice. He has pool. And if he's pushing with no personal agenda to help move this program forward, like you just said, what's the problem? And and, and it, not to be funny, it's not your fault that an older, uh, you know, black man or woman or another faculty member of UTA hasn't stepped up to the plate to do that. So my whole process when I was talking to them and telling them the dude is legit, he wants to push you forward, he's going to give you, you know, I know many times you've talked to me outside of school of how to handle media and what to do and how to critique this on my resume and so on and so forth. So my whole thing is like sometimes it goes like you said it surpasses color and it's about what's your agenda and are you really trying to help push this movement forward which you are mm-hmm. it's here the first thing that I did we met in my office you know we could barely fit in there and I said you know this comes to a shock to you but I am not black <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and by the way depending on who you talk to in yeah. the Hispanic community maybe I'm not even Hispanic because yeah. I don't look Hispanic yeah. enough yeah. it's like when they I remember reading in the New York Times when Barack Obama was running for president they said the problem with Barack Obama is that he's not black enough what the hell is that supposed to mean they want a nigga with a do-rag yeah so I, 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 they want, <laughs> it's never gonna happen <laughs> But 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 that's true. So just because you are not you don't match the stereotype, that doesn't mean that you cannot make a difference yeah. helping them achieve whatever goal they would like to achieve. We are at a point in time where we need all the help that we can, that we need to work with the students and guide them through to the best of our abilities to create opportunities that have been denied to them likely for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. It, that's, that's almost, it's hundreds of years, if not thousands of years. Right. This is the moment where we're able to have this conversation online, uh, on an online radio station, and finally bypass legacy media and have, uh, you know, important, intelligent conversations and funny ways that bring people together. Yeah. That's what we need to do. We need to empower society with tools that allow them to connect, yeah. to understand one another better. So, and and that's what I was going to say. I know Michelle is big in, in media, and she does a lot of uh, local charities and local uh, philanthropic uh, events. So. Starting with Michelle, and we can come back this way, what would you tell your 18-year-old self at this moment on getting out there, putting your face out there in the media and doing things to change? Because too many times I think we focus on the issue, the problem, but nobody ever really talks about the solution. So starting with you, if you had a chance to tell your 18-year-old self something, what would you tell him? Yes, um, I think Julian made a great point about... um Essentially, what he was saying is that he's operating in a space as an advocate for people 
um, who don't have other opportunities. So I think that that would be the first piece of advice that I would tell myself is find who your advocate is because you're not going to know everything you need to know at 18. Hell, I'm 30 and I don't know (laughs) everything that I need to know, you know, um, and I won't when I'm 50 and I won't when I'm 80. And so um, I think that would be the first piece of advice. And then um, and the most important one, right, because at 18, you're going to make stupid decisions and you're going to think that this direction is right and it's not. You need somebody um, who can guide and direct you. Um, The second thing that I would say is just to be intentional, um, to think about what um, the long term consequences are, what you're about to say and what you're about to do um, and make sure that it points to a positive direction or whatever the end goal is. I don't know at 18 what I would be um, trying to get in media for unless it was kind of the space that I'm operating in now, which is um, just advocacy for people of color. Um, And so I would just say, you know, make sure that you're educated around the facts um, so that you're not perpetuating misinformation um, and and just be intentional about the way that you're using your voice and that's very important being like being educated on what you're saying you yeah. know what I mean you got to go to college and get a degree mm-hmm. that just means know what the hell you're talking about we yeah. talked about that a couple of weeks ago about so many people especially in the black community they want to go out and be a part of protest mm-hmm. they want to go out and be a part of things but they don't even know what they're protesting for yeah. they just want to be a part of something that's uh, a push against like the media or the police department or mm-hmm. so on and so forth yeah. so uh, to Gabby if you were able to not even with just media what would you tell your 18 year old self Gabriella, I'm sorry. It's it's fine. <laughs> they said shit all this time. <laughs> now, you, now you stuck um, on it. Probably to listen, to listen more and talk less because I feel like when I was 18, a lot of 18 year olds I know now, you just think you know everything and you yeah. just don't take the time to to actually listen because everyone's not against you. So whenever you're 18, you think that the world is against you. People are old; they don't know you know what you're going through now. Yeah. So I feel like to, to just listen, like you said, to educate yourself on any on anything. Yeah. Just I mean, read read more. Yeah. Because I mean, it's important to know what you're talking about. I feel like you I feel like you have a more valid point and valid conversation when. It's substantiated with fact. Yeah, that's true. Gabriela said something that is absolutely on point. Mm -hmm. If you want to change something for good, you need to start by listening. When you listen to someone and you give that someone the time that he or she deserves, you understand the source of the problem. Sometimes people just need to talk. And talking about these issues opens doors to really understanding where they're coming from. And, and, and often, more often than not, people want to talk, but they don't know exactly how to, how to organize ideas. And when you listen to them and you help them organize those ideas in a way that, um, that really um, creates a foundation for their philosophy then you're really helping them they can now they can move from that conversation and then communicate that idea clearly eloquently with someone else so listening is the number one thing that i always recommend someone if you want to help someone first of all 
listen to that person I would, li- I would for me I would say listen um, I would say don't blame people for your shortcomings because I know for me at 18 I was in a church where I felt like I mean they did kind of restrict me through my mother and the way she believed but for so long after the fact I blamed the church and my upbringing of why I wasn't further ahead I blamed my dad for not being around and I've told the story many a times even with love and dating I was just like I don't know how to do these things because I didn't have a father around and you know and one older lady she called me on my shit and she was like so how long are you going to use that excuse about your dad outside of just getting out here being open minded listening to women you know understanding what they want and need from you and what you know and being uh, voicing your concerns and your opinions about what you want and need from them and it's like for me 18 I would have just said that and I would have probably I probably would have said stay away from certain people like Gabrielle said listening even to our parents I know a lot of times my my mom used to tell me all the time stay away from this guy this guy and this guy it was three guys in particular one is dead one is in jail one was in jail for eight years and now is out so she knew something that she was talking about that I didn't see but too many times like Gabrielle said as a kid we literally thought we knew everything because we were in that moment and we're thinking oh we're 18 and however old your parent is you can't understand like they haven't been 18 before so I think that's a big thing and and what I wanted to ask you because I don't care what you wanted to tell your 18 year old self I want to know from you (laughs) what would you tell a minority that's trying to get into media well, one thing is that everything is in flux right now. Yeah. Uh, disruptive technologies. You know, the good old, hey, everything is in the palm of your hand. Um, cable is changing. Satellite is changing. Over the air is back. Yeah. Meaning when you have cable cutters or cable nevers, now you have more people watching uh, local TV stations that deliver their content over the air. Mm-hmm. At the same time, what I would like to tell anyone who's interested in media is that it doesn't matter what media you choose what matters is the content that you produce and the quality of that content if you produce good content if you are able to deliver a message clearly if you're able to move the attention of the audience and retain that attention by producing great content then you will most likely succeed because technology changes. You know, today we have Twitter and Facebook and tomorrow is going to be something else. Uh, Today we have smartphones and then we're going to have something else. And things change rapidly. In a matter of 10 years, the smartphones have changed absolutely everything. But what has not changed is storytelling. What has not changed is is content itself. People care about people. And if you're able to tell stories that are engaging, that are inclusive, that are real. And exciting. Then you should be able to (laughs) succeed. Absolutely. Yes. Now, I know you you may not be at a second hour, so I wanted to get you, I wanted to ask you, who are you voting for? Or hypothetical, who would you vote for in this year's election out of Bernie, Hillary, Cruz, Trump, and Christie? Now, you just just told me that if I say Hillary, Hillary Clinton, we're going to start a fight in here. No, nah, you ain't going to start no fight. I just disagree with you wholeheartedly. Um, here's This is what I think. Uh, I don't have anyone in mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if I vote, and I'm not sure if I'm going to vote. Uh, first yeah, of all, I'm the kind of person who actually waits to see how things evolve. I'm very patient. I don't think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, yes, listening to sound bites, but uh, above everything, reading and taking time to make a smart decision. So 
my advice um, to myself really is don't make any decision. Take some time. Um, I don't have anyone in mind and I don't plan to make a decision until the last moment. If at the last moment I don't have a decision, most likely they will not vote. Um, so be impatient. That's perfectly yeah, fine. I'm not against I'm not against voting. Not voting. You know, like we had a guy last week at the meeting minds and he was like, he doesn't think that black people should vote for whatever reason. But I'm like you, if I don't feel like I, it's a candidate that I want, why am I voting? What would I vote for? I understand that, you know, as far as the history of blacks and what we had to go through to vote. But for me, it's like I know personally right now, Bernie would be my first and top person to vote for. I wouldn't vote for Cruz. I don't have to get into deep details. I'm real cut and dry. He's a dick. Trump's a dick. Christie's retarded. And Hillary is dancing for black people. That's just my personal opinion. Everything, like, I don't want my president. I like Obama doing all the cool stuff. He's black. Hillary dabbing and shit and changing <laughs> her, like, uh, Ivy and stuff on social media to black thing. Like, I'm not falling for that. Now, I do go far, like you said, past the snippets and I read what they're talking about changing. But I also know behind the scenes, they only have so much power. They have to bring these decisions to someone and then they have to be passed. And I don't think a lot of people understand that even when it came to Obama. Yes, he said he was going to do a lot of things and he did a hell of a lot of things that people don't give him credit for. But there were things that he wanted to do that he couldn't do because he doesn't call the shots. But that, I mean... So that's why you have to vote, right? Yeah, I because know. the people who call the shots are still elected officials. Exactly. So I vehemently disagree with anyone who says they're not going to vote. That's just my personal yeah. thing, especially a person of color. Um, because the reason why we don't have good candidates right now is because we don't have good senators. Mm -hmm. We don't. We don't have. There's like four Latino senators right now. Um, so it's just like if you want somebody who's going to represent the Latino voice, who's voting for these congressmen? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why don't we have good represent? Cruz and Rubio are horrible representations for the so. Latino community. Yeah. Horrible. I don't even think that they call themselves Latinos. I don't even think that they do. Yeah. So it's just like you do need to vote. You just need to be intentional about your vote and you need to make sure that you're voting in a local election as well. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, when I when I was saying that, I meant just far as like, because I definitely agree on the state and local level sometimes, especially in your state and area, that's more important than a government, you know, a federal vote. But you were about to say something. No, well, what, what I'm thinking is that normally the people who run are people who are electable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're not necessarily, oh, you know what, we need to have this person run because he has great ideas and he's going to be president. No, normally the people who run are people who are electable, who have brand recognition, name recognition. Those are the ones who actually run. So um, what you see in the pool is basically a pool of people who are electable, not necessarily a pool of people who are really, truly the ones who should be president of the United States. Yeah. So, and, 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 and by the way, the president of the United States is not elected by, by you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. by votes. Yeah. Just electoral votes yeah. is what we have. Yeah. But yeah, um, if you want to shake the system, then you're Donald Trump. And you basically target a specific group of people that have specific views and you can mobilize them by saying idiotic things. Yeah. And they will be mobilized in that direction. 
the other thing is that you can have these ideas. And, and the reason why I believe that it is unlikely that uh, Bernie Sanders wins is because, because what happens with him is that he has a platform that is highly misunderstood. I'm not talking about whether he should be or not. It's because what doesn't make him electable is because when you talk about, oh, democratic socialist, well, for the last 50, 60 years, we've been against socialism and people don't even understand what the hell is socialism. socialism. Yeah. So so when you say socialist or socialism, my goodness, it's like bringing the devil into the table yeah. and saying, hey, here's and my he's plate. old as shit. Yeah. So, so here's, here's the thing. He is very good at mobilizing young people like you, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I think he, he basically is very honest and, and I like that about him. Uh, that's very clear. Uh, just like anything else, Hillary has been in the system for a while and she's been, you know, working the roads for a long time. So you basically have to listen to what they have to say. And those are the options we have. And we try to make the best that we can with with the candidates that are out there. Certainly not Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a person that is completely off. And I could easily argue the same thing about Ted Cruz. Now, before we uh, take a break, I know you um, are you leaving? I'm leaving. I am leaving. Are you kicking me out? No, I'm not kicking you out. I'm, I mean, if you're going to be back, that's fine. But before we go, because just in case you do leave, I want, them, I want you to let them know where they can find you, like on social media. Okay. So, well, basically, um, social media-wise, Julian Rodriguez, UT Arlington. Uh, if you go and, and you basically go to Facebook and look Julian Rodriguez UT Arlington you'll be able to find me I don't have a lot of friends and and usually I try to keep it that way uh, because then I wouldn't have a life uh, but if I love Twitter yeah. Twitter is amazing so if you really want to look for me you should go to Twitter and you should go to Twitter it's at J-Rod Media and Julian Rodriguez so yeah. at J-Rod Media or just look for Julian Rodriguez UTA and you'll be able to find me yeah. the cool thing is that whenever I find articles that are related to media or things that are associated with conferences that I attend, that's the play to go, the, the way to go. And in that way you can kind of stay in the loop of what's going on out there. Looking for revenge, all summer 16, all summer 16, playing dirty, not clean, out front for a season, looking like a damn football team, all in the same thing. Mixing up the crew, we still got Michelle here, got Gabby here, got Christian Coop on the phone. Hey Brian, can you pull that door for me, bro? Thanks, Gabby. So with the, the with the ladies in here now in full effect, you know, um, I'm thinking about that meme that Michelle sent with girls. What was it, Beyonce? Oh, girls you running around. Yeah, girl, yeah, that's where it's at right now. Girl. I wanted to talk for from the female perspective on interracial dating. Uh, we talked about this, I think, on episode one when we first started, and I think like episode twelve. And now we have like a studio full of females, so we want to get it Women. from <clears throat> here. We, of a studio full of female slash women slash no I'm fucking <laughs> so a, a studio full of women we're gonna get the opinion on dating interracial and it's all black women in here so we're gonna start we'll you know what we'll start with Coop well first of all Coop gotta get that in there I don't stick it in yeah really that's what she said I thought about Gabby I thought about Gabby last week when we were talking about your teacher and all, like when she was oh, saying yeah. little stuff and you'd be like you can relate yourself. anything to sex do it to yourself yeah do it yeah. to yourself stick it in yeah 
Okay. So, <laughs> would you date? And would you date? Have you date? Well, I'm gonna ask you: Have you dated interracially? Because I think you have. I have. Yep, I have. I would. I'm equal opportunity when it comes to dating. I'm just looking for the person that's gonna love me, yeah. and it doesn't matter what they look like, as long as it's a man. Do you feel like it's different dating like outside of black? Um, I think it kind of depends on the the person because sometimes you can meet someone who's interracial or of another race than you, yeah. um, and they can have some of the same tendencies as the people in your race. And then sometimes you can meet someone of another race, and then they have the tendencies of the people that's in their race. So it, it kind of depends. Yeah. I dated a white guy, dated a Pakistani guy, like a true Pakistani guy who had only been in the U.S. for like uh, two years. Did he smell? No. Okay. Oh I'm just, I mean, that's one of the typical things. No, he did not yes, smell. Did he wear Jesus sandals? No, he did not wear Jesus this sandals. This nigga was cool. Then. He was not ashy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you found you might have found you one. <laughs> so, but I mean, didn't work. So, yeah. but yeah, no, I'm open. I'll what, do it. What up, Gabby? I don't think you've ever have you? I haven't. Okay. Would not you? because the I would. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, sometimes I don't know. They go back and forth. I go back. Yeah, yeah. I go back and forth. Sometimes, like, you know, I'll say yeah, and then like something happened. I'm like, see, that's why I can't with them right there. Yeah. I, you know, it's like I can't. I don't. I, don't, I really don't know. And then I, I start thinking about uh being like with family and stuff. It's like, how would I feel being the only black person in the room? And like, I don't know. I just because yeah. it's, it's, it's more than just me and the person that I'm with. That's like, am I able to like be with your family and you know be with your friends Did and. You focus and I know that's the same thing, you know, with with twenty of your own race as well. But I don't know. I don't know. I go back and forth. <laughs> All right, it's uh, so Michelle. <laughs> We're trying to get the camera focused. That I, you know, Artesia says she got it. So you got it. You Trust got her. it. Trust her. Um, I have dated tonight. outside of my race before. Okay. Um, I would with like an asterisk. Um, and the reason why is I have a I have a son. So, you know, um, in our current social, you know, climate, yeah. it would it, he would have to be very socially aware. Um, and I work in a capacity where I'm always talking about racial equity and racial justice. And so if he's not comfortable talking about white privilege and how that plays out in systematic oppression and uh, it, we wouldn't. You know, if, if his white fragility yeah. rises up where he feels like, oh, my God, she's yeah. talking about, then it probably wouldn't work. So, yeah. yeah. Well, but give me, me a Puerto Rican. Yeah. We, we yeah. in that thing. Now, right. see, I don't, that's what I was going to say. Now, when it's come to, like, Puerto Ricans, <laughs> it's back. I've, I've dated white, um, Asian, Chinese, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, black. I mean, guys, I think, are just open, period. We see fine, and long as you ain't crazy, and you cool. But I, I have talked to guys who are open, period, but they have that same asterisk, but there's, like, everything... Except the white woman. Yeah. Like, you know. Uh, yeah, I have, I have, I have some guys. I have guys like, like I ain't dating And it's hard. Women, it's, it's, well, it's, I mean, it's the opposite, too. You have black men yeah. who say all day anything but a black woman. Black woman, right. yeah. Right. You have the same. Yeah, it's just that. Now, when I hear that, it's we had, hard we, for we me. We had that conversation yeah, a couple of episodes that's just, ago. That's just hard for me <laughs> yeah. to hear when I do that because I'm like, for me, I, I could never say that. And not to be funny, I had a conversation with someone not too long ago, and I was like, my hardest relationships have been with black women. You know, and that's nothing. It's, it's not to down them or saying I have nothing negative to say about them. It's just the women women that I've dated they haven't been for me now has it been easier when I've dated white it has because I mean it, it goes past submissive 
they just do whatever. So I don't always want to. I want a woman with a little backbone. At least you got to have some backbone. You can't have it to where I'm like, do this, do that, come here, go there, jump, dance, whatever, and you do it. And Bark like a dog. You know what I'm saying? And jump on one foot. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what I got with a lot of white women that I dated. And like I say, it's great. And I think a lot of weak black men like that because they don't like to be told no which is a whole part of what we talked about last week with the misogyny they're not they're they're not good with being told something different than what they're saying now a lot of them are not good with not knowing that you're not always going to be right or that she may know more than you fucking know you know what i'm saying so for me it's like i prefer black women but if i'm going next in line i'm gonna go with um What's going on? There's a oh, guy. Oh, with shit. It airplane, has a Confederate flag. A Confederate flag oh, flying wow. outside of Did anybody catch what it said? <laughs> I don't know. They're flying it, yeah. Oh, wow. So we got, it got to be a white person flying a Confederate yeah. flag over this building. Yeah. Like yeah. The... You know what I'm saying? Well, fuck it. I ain't dating no white people, period. <laughs> I, changed, I just changed. I just marked that motherfucker. It's off. No, I will not date a white person. Period. Get them niggas out the plane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have a right to change my mind. No, I didn't even see that. But no, I'm, I'm not. I'm open. I'm open minded. You know what I'm saying? It, it's really one of those things. Like Michelle said, are you able to adapt and have the conversation of your privilege? Just like I mean, if, and even if you have something to say about black, we have to be open to be able to hear them out. I think a lot of times. And which is why I love having Julian in here. I like to get another perspective of a different race, period, because our voice is not the only one that matters. It does matter. But we need to, like you said, we need to make sure that we're able to hear other people out. But for me, I, I don't care. I'm dating whatever. It's it's great when I've done it. I just I just end up coming back to black because not to be funny, Asian and Chinese are pretty much their their families are worse than white people. Mm -hmm. Far as wanting you to be something that you're not. I was gonna ask how how does your mom feel about you dating? She like, doesn't. You, you know what? She prefers. She always tells me make sure you give don't ever give up on black women. And I'm like I don't and I won't. Mm -hmm. And she's like just make sure you give them a chance, give them an opportunity to be who they are and be open minded about when you date them. Not just open minded when you date a white woman or an Asian woman or a Hispanic woman but she doesn't have a problem the first time that I did bring a white girl around I didn't tell her I just came to visit her and I had this white chick and she was like a like a Barbie She had, it was like the summer she had like a little tank top on with her stomach out and some cut like frayed shorts and they were short and she had long black hair and had it back in a ponytail and some heels on and when we walked in my mom was like hey how you doing and I hug her and like the girl walks in behind me and my mom was like hey hi oh okay um, and she had to catch she wasn't used to it because I had been dating all black mm -hmm. right. the times that I messed with white girls when I was back home in Texarkana it never well you know what that was my first time I remember she came home one day and I had two white girls at the house and we were studying we were it probably would have changed to something mm -hmm. else had mom not come home but we were studying and at the first time it was kind of like what's going on in here that's mm -hmm. the first thing she said yeah. and then the second time when she saw that girl it was just like she knew then okay he's dating white girls but the first time it was like what's going on here hey let me talk to you in the back real quick mm -hmm. what are these white girls doing here? my family's completely against it but yeah. Interracial dating? Yeah. So when you were dating outside of your race, they giving you hell? They didn't know about that it. That's why I say oh, that they even they know because I know her. They, yeah. they're, they're not going to know about it until it's someone that I'm really, really serious yeah. about. Yeah. It takes a while for me to bring somebody around mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. And I already know that, that, that that's just not what they're for. They want me with a black man. Yeah. Because they grew up in a time where black people say well, black people and mm -hmm. white people say well, white people. So of now course. to see me kind of switching over, they're kind of like, wait a minute. I um, appreciate yeah. it. And my grandmother, she wouldn't even let white people come in her house. Oh, wow. She was like really, really fair skinned. She almost looked like a white woman. Mm -hmm. So you know how back in the day the insurance company 
your insurance man used to actually come mm-hmm. to your door. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't let you in the house. She would talk to you through the screen door. She, like she was just anti white folks. Yeah. And so for me to be trying to date one, they're it just not for it. Yeah. But if if I fell in love with them, then they would eventually it, be for it. Yeah, if he's yeah. making you happy. Yeah, if he's making me happy, yeah. but it's not something I'm going to tell them until, unless they're listening to this radio show. So I have an, inter- <laughs> I have an interesting story about um, dating a white guy. And, I, and I'm curious if you had this type of situation where, um, where black men were intentionally aggressive to yeah like intentionally so went on his date uh, we were sitting at the bar um like after we had dinner <clears throat> excuse me and um like this group like four dudes walk in and um they're walking in they're like staring hard at us mm-hmm. and um the last guy because they're you know like walking in line the last guy was like she don't know what to do with that and walks off to like the little they were like shooting pool whatever so then maybe about five minutes later one of them comes back and sits between like we're sitting at a bar so we're like this distance like six inches away from it sits like comes in between us puts his back towards the dude and starts like rapping like what's your name where you from like type situation yeah, that's rude, man. and um so i was like dude like i'm i'm here on a date i'm with this guy and so he turns and looks like looks at the guy and he was like Psh, you mean with that joker and turns back around and just start like yeah and so i'm like waiting to see if the white guy's gonna even if he's gonna say anything, say anything and he doesn't he does. say anything then so i had to you know you gotta cut that like nigga. look I'm here with this guy, you know. We, we but I feel like okay. that's difficult. She said it was a group of four guys. It was a group of four. So, so say the white guy would have said something and check this white dude. Why would you not think that his other friends, the, his other friends, would come in and just kind of like now you just? I still live. would have said. Something. I mean, of course you would have, and but but at the same time you wouldn't have had to because they wouldn't. They have wouldn't come, have done they, that. They, they wouldn't have done yeah. that. Well, even if it's a white dude, you know, yeah, like I've, right. I've, but I've had the same situation where I, I don't know if I've told it on the podcast where we went out for me and Ortiz went out for a birthday party and we were at Saint ends in Uptown mm-hmm. and these two white guys were talking to me and they were like they thought I played you know ball and they saw her and they was like oh your girl's attractive blah 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 have you ever done anal I said what the fuck I said man don't ask me no shit like that again and it was like him and his homeboys yeah. and he was like oh I'm just saying I mean you know he's like get a couple of drinks in there and just put it in there I said motherfucker that's rape and if you don't get the fuck out of my face right now mm-hmm. you think I give a fuck about four white dudes I'm gonna make an example but out of the first one that's a, that's a different situation I know but yeah. I'm just saying like period you got I feel like for a woman if you don't feel protected, and that's, that's I agree. what I was going to say. It would be tough. It would be tough for me to just, not. It's still, it's still difficult because I think. Yeah, I, I get it, especially as a white dude. I mean, the, I get it on the on, on the show with my friend who's with a who's with a white guy, and then we were at this place, and the these guys were just like hitting on her, just like blatantly, and they oh, just were, yeah, and, yeah. and he just wasn't doing anything. Yeah. So I actually kind of got mad at the dude that I was with because, like, you know, he probably uncomfortable. I wanted. I was the only one who was saying Willing anything. Willing to say, yeah. So now it's just like, okay, so I'm going to say something. So I know the guy that I'm with is going to say something. Yeah. And then it's going to be. But it's just yeah. like nobody was, I feel like, standing up for my friend because she's with this white guy. And yeah. we're in a, I mean, he was the only white person at the place. Yeah. So even if, you and you know how black people are. So it's just like, even if you ain't with me, yeah. you with me. With me. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. he would have said anything, I know it would have got out of hand. Yeah. But it's yeah. just like, yeah. it would have been a difficult I guess situation It would have been tough For me to be on that date With him And mm-hmm. have him not say anything Because I would go back To what Anthony Was yeah. talking about Feeling protected Yeah I don't think that He was supposed to Get in a fight with him mm-hmm. But just as a man yeah. He yeah. should at least say Hey guy come on dude You yeah. see I'm with her Yeah You know Have a little bit yeah, of respect I understand you may or, not Fuck with me But just uh, respect The respect situation Respect me as a man right. That I'm yeah. here yeah. And then if that don't happen Say hey babe Come on let's, let's go leave. Let's yeah, leave Let's exactly. leave You know yeah. But, but he had to stay firm In the situation No no I know What you're saying Yeah But I'm just saying If you 
got some got niggas that will fight. Yeah. So I know for me, I'd rather not fight if I don't have to. But mm-hmm. if I do, I don't, because I'm probably going to jail if I fight. I'm yeah. crazy. At this, yeah. I'm be scratching. Yeah. Ah, God, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fight like a bitch and a dude. Yeah. Right, anything. Yeah, there's no such thing as no misogyny. Yeah. Just saying, you know, hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> I saw Michelle eyes kind of go to the side. What that dude say on Twitter? I look, I had so much side eye, I can see out my ear. <laughs> 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 oh, hey, you know what I'm saying? I, hey, Amber's not here. Then we got you oh this week. God. You know, no, no, I'm not trying to be whatever. I'm just saying you got to stand up for your girl. Oh, you do, yeah. and I haven't had any situations like that. But mm-hmm. I, just, I have had situations where I was out yeah. on a date with somebody, interracial date, and I see guys looking, or I see yeah. like they want to say something. Luckily, nobody's ever had the balls to come up and mm-hmm. say something because that would have just been inappropriate. But yeah, black men don't appreciate it, which I find funny because they're so quick to date outside. Oh, yeah. Their yes. house. Yeah. But they see a black woman with somebody else and they just have a fit. But I also <laughs> think it's just like white dudes. White dudes, I don't, they may look, but they don't really care depending on how fine the girl is. So if even with black dudes, if the girl is attractive, they're gonna be like, what? The? Like he said, you can't handle all that. He see natural hair, mm-hmm. curves. He's like, come on, man. What are you doing with this dude with all these black dudes out here? That's the way white guys feel about bl- white women when black dudes get a beautiful white woman. If you come in with some trailer trash, oh, yeah. you know, ain't mm-hmm. licked your finger, Cheeto eating motherfucker, they ain't gonna give a damn. <laughs> ain't licked your finger. <laughs> they ain't gonna care. But if you come in, but if you come in with a dime, Arkansas, Texas side, Texas side, that's like misogyny to me. Texas side, all of us are from the Texas side, right? (laughs) But you know, I think that's that's just what it is. But I think people make, I understand people who don't. I think Gary even said he doesn't date interracial, and he, you know, he wouldn't where he can't now. He's married, but you know, he was like he never really cared for it, and he said that he looked at black guys who date outside of their racist sellouts. Yeah, and I disagree with that because. I was like, I, I said, no. I only feel that way, like you said, if it's a situation where you you're say, just owning I don't your own date yeah. black yeah. women. Yeah. But I mean, if you just are, have open and it's like, I date anybody, then I don't necessarily feel like you're a sellout just because it's inclusive. Yeah. You're all inclusive. <laughs> I think, and I tell people, if we're being honest, when it comes to, to dating white, it just, it, uh, for me, like the times that I did it, it was just something that in the time I was attracted to, and it's a little bit of taboo in there. I'd be lying. Mm-hmm. I've read a couple of books that when I read the books and they talked about black and white dating and the taboo, I was like, damn, that's some of the thoughts that I have. Because a lot of times it's not about like, okay, st- quick story. My homeboy from back home, he called me one day and we were talking about interracial dating. He had been dating a couple of white girls and he was like, hey, um, I see you, you know, you got a couple pictures and I see you've been hanging out with some white girls. And he was like, so would you marry one? And I was like, I don't know, bro. Cause at the time I was just like, I just want to fuck because they fine. I know they do whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to get out. And I was like, I never thought about dating them or marrying them. I'm just trying to get some. And, you know, he was like, but would you marry one? He was like, because at the end of the day, at some point, you're going to grow up and this is not going to be all you want. And I kind of started thinking about it. And the first thing is like, OK, they may not understand me. The second thing is they don't age well. The third thing is that you got to deal with their family. The fourth thing. And it's like all these things start coming into mind. And you like and I was like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. But as I've gotten older, it's one of those things where if it comes up and I'm if I if the opportunity presents itself and I'm doing that and I'm single to do that and I'm like okay yeah I'll do it I'll date them and depending on how much I care about them I would probably take a serious relationship or even marriage because at the end of the day it's about like like Christian said how they make me feel do they make me feel comfortable enough to do these things are they open-minded do they like to travel do they like the things that I like mm-hmm. and I mean if they do I'm cool with that yeah. The only conflict I have with dating interracially is that I really do want little black babies running mm-hmm. around. I do too. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want a light skinned kid. Yeah, I, I want little black babies. <laughs> Nothing wrong with them. They're beautiful, but no, it's like you. people un, people yeah. overestimate um, 
underestimate the the beauty of a black baby, like a chocolate dark skinned baby. If I had to choose between the two, I'm taking. If I had to choose in 30 years that my son looked like Idris Elba or Michael Ely, I'm choosing Idris Elba. I just want mine to be chocolate. That's real. (laughs) Period. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. He ain't gonna talk like that, but he at least have a deep voice. Yeah. And dark skin. Yeah. So why why is it? I I guess two things. One, why is it taboo for black women to date? Outside of our race, like for, why is it for why black women it, or yeah black for men? black women? Because I don't think it's necessarily taboo. I don't think it is. I mean, I uh, for I don't know. Well, she was saying, Christian was saying that how <laughs> black men sometimes look at a black woman with a white man is just like I can't believe you know that you're dating a white oh, man. Oh, yeah. but it's on, just on the flip side, yeah. you date white women. I think it's yeah. just protective. I mean, possessive. It is. That's what I'm saying. Possessive, possessive. not protective. Yeah, possessive. it was a p word. I just yeah, my <laughs> yes. brain fart. But I think yeah, it's just possessive. It's it, it's just it goes back to the whole misogyny thing, like not being able to be told something. You're always mm-hmm. right, and we talk about like Gary talked about the patriarch you know the patriarchs of men being it's men's word and it's that that's mm-hmm. it right. nothing about a woman and even black dudes they try to act like oh we're not that or like we had the conversation about misogyny I didn't think I was misogyny and I had a homegirl was like every guy is misogynistic and when I heard the real root of what misogyny was I was like shit I am I have mm-hmm. been I'm, I'm doing it probably or practicing it probably on a weekly basis, not knowing it. I think I'm a great guy, but I'm a dick and I'm a dick for not even recognizing or taking the time out to educate myself on that perspective, which is why if you listen to the podcast last week, I didn't say much. I just listened to Amber because she was schooling and educating me on that. I kind of think some of it is also just with the possessiveness, just like black men know how much black women have they back mm-hmm. and then I don't know if it's like jealousy because we can't be giving that loving to somebody else because they know yeah. at the end yeah. of the day y'all know how yeah. much oh, yeah. we would do for the one that we love yeah. and maybe they don't want to see somebody else getting there maybe, yeah. maybe they don't think a white man deserves that kind of yeah. I, I guess it's so funny because I think it's also the fact of a white man because I don't yeah. know a lot of them who have an issue with you Hispanic. dating Hispanic yeah. or, or you African know, guy any, or African any other guy yeah. but if it's a white man it's just like I don't want that white man having nothing like that white yeah. man don't need none. Don't, don't, need, don't need your cooking. Don't yeah. need your loving. That's real. Don't need <laughs> nothing. nothing. And that's the thing about it. I don't get offended. Like if I saw any of y'all with a white guy, it wouldn't offend me. But I will be honest. This is personal. But hey, I don't know how to be any other way. Yeah. If I'm watching porn and I look at interracial, it's got to be a black guy fucking with a white girl. If it's a white guy fucking a black chick, I'm like, I don't want to see that part. So I don't want to see him so doing it. Hey, I'm just going. I mean, I'm just going deeper. I'm just going deeper. I'm just saying because that part of y'all dating him doesn't bother me. But I think oh, with so guys, you're, oh, so you're so saying okay, I got yeah, you. I got the connect, yeah. yeah. It took me. It took me a little while. I said porn. I, I didn't say porn. See, if you would have just said like a man, it's white man, act, being my issue is sex. that it, yeah, yeah, it's sex. I don't talk like that. I don't yeah. talk I mean, like that. I mean, I get it. It just took us a little while. We were like, like, what? That's all right. You came around. You came around. That's all right. We figured it out. But I think, and the reason I say that is because a lot of women, you where you see things as so complex for men is that simple. Like you see black guys and they, they may look at you and be like oh she with this white dude but in his mind you know what, he could be right. like you fucking like the, like the, like he the guy was like uh, you don't know what to do with that yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure he wasn't talking about yeah he wasn't talking about yeah he wasn't talking about and look how it came full circle you see I came full circle that's why I said that because it's not that we care that you go out with him it's about you and him and that dude fucking y'all are doing 
We don't want to see. I don't want to see it. And I'm okay with you dating him. I'm just like, why is why is she letting him? And then you think about all the racism and all of this shit mm-hmm. that you've read or that I've read or that my mom has told me. And it's like, uh, you know, because I've even been open to have the conversation with my mom. And I'm like, mom, you dating these black dudes who don't seem like whatever. Won't you date a Hispanic dude? Won't you date a white guy? She's like, oh, I could do a Hispanic guy, but I would not do a white guy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not against it because I've even tried to push my mom in that, you know, mm-hmm. towards that way. But she just... She don't want to do it because of living in that time where she oh, saw yeah. the disrespect. You know, right. it's different. Yeah, that's real. So that's I don't know. Real. I just right. need the white girl like to cook. Our kids are going to be completely open. It's like our kids yeah. are going to oh, be just man. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Should they open it's now? Gonna be, it's, yeah. gonna be, yeah. Yeah. it's not going to be a pure yeah. race like in the next, what, 15, 20 years. It's yeah. going to be all. Shit in the next year. It's going to be, right? yeah. Next hour. Guess what I saw today? This dude was mm-hmm. all the way black. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he was you all see black. all black. Must have been from he Senegal. <laughs> he was from Kenya. Right. That nigga was black. He was black. And I wanted to get. I was going to talk to uh, with Julian in here about like Cam and Peyton. Are any of y'all watching the Super Bowl tomorrow? Of course. Yes. I know you are. You're a sports. I head. probably will because I have Javon. Yeah. So I mean, I'll be present as it's the game is going. Right. I know well, you. Are right. you going for Cam? Right. Who? Me? Yeah. No. Oh, I'm not going. Okay, so. You even name the team. It's just Cam versus right. Peyton. Like, it's yeah. not even yeah. the team. What uh, we call it say is white privilege versus. Uh, 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 white privilege versus uh, Black, Black Lives Matter. My first choice is for Peyton, actually, because he's my favorite quarterback. Yeah. But uh, I'll be happy whoever wins. My whole mindset is somebody asked me this at work, and I, you know, I work, I think it's. A couple of black dudes and mostly white people, and they said, "Who are you going for?" And they said the same thing: white guys. It was like Cam or Peyton, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what the media has it built it to be. Yeah. And I was like, "I got to go with Cam." And I said, "I would like if it wasn't Cam, if he was playing Aaron Rodgers, it would be um, Peyton Manning, and it would be Peyton because he's been at it a long time. Yeah. He's been several times. He's finished to retire. He, 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 mm-hmm. he only has one ring. They always compare him to Brady and his brother. His brother got two rings way before he did. So it would be great for Peyton to get one ring, but." When it's a black quarterback in the Super Bowl, yeah, I got to go with black. I'm sorry. And that's what I told him. I was like, I'm a black guy. I would like to see Cam do good. He's getting all this scrutiny in the media mm-hmm. for being black, not a yeah. thug, not ghetto, for being black. Even though if you saw the press conference the other day, he was telling the story and he almost said Greek? motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And he caught himself. He said mother another or something. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that nigga was getting real comfortable yeah. behind the mic. Yeah. But it's just like all the scrutiny he takes. I just want him to get one. It'll be the first one for Carolina, so he's making history. And then outside, I mean, it's 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 only a handful of black guys who's been and won the Super Bowl. So as quarterback, so I'm a, I'm game. I'm going shooting yeah. Cam, man. But, but that's I guess that's why I said either one who either wins, one, I think yeah. it's gonna be good. But Peyton, he's just a Peyton fan. So I'm it's a Peyton kinda, fan, yeah, and yeah. he seems like just such a good guy. Yeah. And so I would love for him to win a um, Super Bowl and then go out. I do but think then, that nigga took HGH though. Yes. <sighs> Stop fighting. Yes. No, yes. But definitely. Cam is sure. a good guy. So either one who. Wins. Yeah, but I think he took the HGH. That's another thing that shows you how media. It's like he said one thing that no, showed that he was displeased, oh, okay. and they were like, "Oh, let's throw it out of here." But if it was Cam, they would have kept digging. Well, that, they you know, that's how yeah. they're digging about his yeah. dad taking the uh, the bribe yeah, from, from yeah from Auburn right. and yeah yeah I know, and they bring it up. Oh, well, you know, Cam he stole a laptop. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like, you know, let the dude live. And they don't, the thing about it is, with Peyton, they talk about his on the field play and his statistics. With Cam, they talk about all the off the field stuff. Yeah. And it's right. like, it takes away from him being as good 
as he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, that's where I'm going with that. But, gonna, but you know they talk about that because right. that's what gets them the followers and the readers. Being in that sports, the clickbait. Yeah, being yeah. in that yeah. sports arena. If you talk about just the good stuff, unfortunately, nobody's gonna read your article. Nobody's or gonna look at your like tweet. Or people like me who don't necessarily follow sports. So now I'm looking at it because of the juice. Right. right, right. I'm not looking at it. I don't even know anything about your stats. I don't care yeah. about that. But yeah. then we start talking about other stuff. Oh, I like well, like Julian said, I like a story. You Right. So, and the story would not be that exciting for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty, if it wasn't Cam Newton. It's a black guy. He's good looking. He's rich. He's fun. He's fun. He just went back and got he's his degree. Good he's good looking again. He right. Sure he's is. six six. <laughs> and he's good looking. And he's good looking. So <laughs> he got great teeth. Great. And he's yeah, And he has great he, skin color. If he doesn't make a great body, mm-hmm. he could be a. He could be a model. He could be a model. Yeah. And he's well, good looking. And, he's good looking. and he's black. And, and he's unapologetically himself. Yes, yes, he is. Did you see the press conference when he was talking about the grits and the uh Yeah. And the and the They probably was like, greens. What is what are what are grits? <laughs> I don't know. Anything. Hominy. Right. You call it hominy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They don't know anything about that. But I love Cam Newton, man. I love what he's doing. I support him. And you know, I I'm going for him. I, I'm picking it to be 31 to 17. Sorry, Chris. I mean, I think Carolina's going to win, yeah. but my first choice would is be Peyton. 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 And I think he needs to retire. Him and his neck. I agree. After this uh, game is over. I would agree. Him and his neck. He got a bad <laughs> neck. neck. He leads to a bad back. Yeah. Back's messed up. Yeah. And he hanging on to his hair. Let it go. He's got to let it go. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the kids. Enjoy the money and the state farm. Mm-hmm. He got on the Papa Jones. Mm-hmm. Commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that shit. Focus. Then there wasn't nothing to get. Hey, thirty thousand on the watch. I swear they got on ballin'. Feds watchin' on my spot. They say somebody callin'. Hottest nigga in the streets. They see my Audemars. Hottest nigga in the streets. Three thousand grams of soap. Oh, we talking about wasting a goddamn black card. We just switched the title. Oh, yeah. Waste, wasting the black card. Yeah. The reason we talk about wasting the black card, and we'll go into that more, but DeMarcus Cousin was frustrated because uh, Sacramento Kings fans were wearing, what, monkey shirts? But they had the, the, China, they had the Chinese New Year on it, but it was in, in Chinese. Chinese. It was so in Nick Chinese, can't read right. Chinese, like most of us. But he was getting frustrated about it because it was the first day of Black History Month, and they were wearing, he looks into the crowd and he sees a bunch of monkeys on the shirt. Did they actually have them on, or were they just going to pass them out? I no, they, they were wearing them. them. Yeah, they, they had them on. So he looked up in the crowd, I guess, during the pregame, and he saw it. The thing about it is, whether you know about the Chinese New Year or not, because I sure as hell didn't, I still wouldn't have been that crazy or, or ridiculous enough to look up in the crowd and say, these niggas is wearing monkey shirts on the first day of Black History Month. Or just ask a question. Right, exactly. Just ask. You see a picture with some Chinese writing. What is that? What, the fuck what is that? that? Why, and why does everybody have it? Just yeah. ask. Just right. ask. The Do you question. think somebody is that blatant yeah. to be like, you know what? Yes. I'm going to put these monkeys on these shirts. For this nigga. For, these- yeah. <laughs> For this colored nigga on the stage. That's the thing that frustrates yeah. me so much. Ignorance. When we talk about like social activism and because you can, it's, it's like the boy you cry wolf, right? Yeah. You can yell so many times that when you actually yell your voice, the power of your voice is now decreased. Is decreased. Because no one's listening to you because you didn't yell that, oh, the damn sky is black. It's a, it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the monkey on the shirt on the Chinese right. New Year's conspiracy. Yeah. Like, sit right. your black ass down. Yeah. Sit your monkey ass down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
old niggas. Like he just looked up and, and right. you know, and it carried some weight because he is the star player. He's the best big man in the NBA. But it's like educate yourself, man. You can't take away everybody's culture, man. Yeah. Right. Because of your is, insecurity. Whenever, don't be you're like being willfully ignorant. Like exactly. I've told you what it's for. And then it's, it's not like this is something that's gone on for for decades. Yeah. So you can't even be like, oh, they just started this last year. The first you know, thing like, I yeah. First thing I would have said was what does that Chinese writing say? It, that's yeah. what I would have started with. Yeah. And right. when they would have said Chinese New Year, somebody would have said, Oh, it's this and they would have said year this is the year of the monkey. Last year was the year of the dragon or whatever other shit. Next year the year of the rat. Whatever. But it's like to it's I don't know. I haven't used my black card yet. Do you know what you are? Just a mean sidebar. I don't even know what that is. I think I'm the year of the year of the ox. Okay, so somebody find me. If you put your if you put your actual birthday in there, because that would be the year of the rat too, but if you put your birthday in there, it'll tell you what your birthday is in the Chinese, the lunar calendar and you would actually. What year are you born in? Uh eighty two in October. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I looked it up. So, so with dog. him, the the fans didn't actually have the shirts the on. Dog. They were in the seats. God damn it! You I knew it. It just it just fits me. <laughs> Wait a second. Let me let me make sure that that's right. Hold on. You think you are the year? I never even looked at it. It's just I don't have good luck. I tell that's people I tell people all the time. I'll be like, I don't do it. Artiz be like, oh, if you go into this interview, if you do this or you do that, just think positive. I'm like, positive shit doesn't happen to me. I'm the one that has to get out and make the shit work by any means necessary because shit don't fall in my lap. But it's, dog but would it's be a good. What it's, is it's, it? It says, it says um, the dog's personality is loyal and honest. True. Dogs are loyal and honest, kind, cautious, prudent. Due to bearing a strong sense of loyalty, of loyalty and sincerity, dogs will do everything for the person they think is most important. Dogs are not good at communication. It is difficult for them to convey their minds to others. Thus, dogs tend to leave the impression of being stubborn. That is me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, Anne's grandma said that's true. Right? Yeah. That's very true. Very, very true. Stubborn. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know where the stubbornness comes from. I think for me, I just feel like I know you need people, but I feel like I don't need people. If that mm. makes sense, like I know that I need people, yeah. But I'm, um, you know, my ego, that little whatever's inside my brain is like, fuck everybody. You could do this shit. That's real. We all, I think we've I all been there at some like, point. But I don't feel like sometimes that's not necessarily a negative stubbornness. Yeah, I feel like. Um, Stubbornness can be a problem when it's something like like with this guy. Like yeah. you just don't want to accept that th- you're wrong. Yeah. Like you're wrong. It had nothing to do with black people. Just accept it's just it. Just your and, ignorance. Right. Just yeah. move on. But oh my bad. Y'all go ahead. My bad. Go yeah. ahead and turn up for the Chinese New Year. Yeah. Pop but, a firecracker. Right. Nigga. Right. So I feel like when it comes to something like that, then you know. Yeah. I bad. could be stubborn on in that way and other ways. Go ahead. Chris. So I just want to chime in. I'm not saying that he's right, but I'm. When I read this article, it makes me think that. Maybe he thought he was trying to do the right thing because the article says that he went into the um, arena and he saw that the the T-shirts in the chairs. So the people didn't have them on. He went up to an older black guy and showed the older black guy the shirt and said, hey, what do you think of this shirt? And the guy said, dang, that might be a little insensitive since it's the first day of Black History Month. And so he said, you know what? I think so, too. So maybe he was trying to use his star power Mm -hmm. to bring awareness Awareness to the situation. Not saying that it was right, right yeah. but maybe at that moment he thought he was trying to do the right thing. I understand. I Which I, I agree with that, but when I, after somebody says, okay, this is what it's for, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, we it can't go. shut them down just because of us two, and we're, bo- and we're two minorities. Yeah. yeah. yeah if exactly. it wasn't white folks, how did that happen? Like, yeah, shut that shit down. Yeah. And I think if you are aware and you are awoke 
You don't have to always try to make everything a race thing. Right. I was telling somebody the other day, I'm so sick of race shit right now. Yes. Like, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I know that there's racist white people. I know that there's black people who may not like white people. I know that there's, uh, I know that we are probably the least liked race. Mm-hmm. Right. I understand that. I'm not okay with it, but you can't change. It. As the world changes, you're not going to change it today. You're not going right. to change it tomorrow. So sometimes I'm just like, can we turn the fuck up? Can we go hang out? It's times that I got, you know, I got white homeboys and I go hang out with them and I take pictures and I've had people to be like, oh, you changing. No, motherfucker, they cool and they more loyal to me than you've been. Right. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Enjoying yeah. I'm, enjoying I'm enjoying my life. I'm enjoying my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking about that the other day. It's just like, I don't see how people can enjoy life when you pick apart every, everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything right. is is picked apart and everything is, is a racial issue. Everything is a gender issue. Everything is an issue. It's just like, how can you live every day mm-hmm. with a smile on your face and you're going to drive yourself crazy. You're going to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to go crazy because yes, they don't like, they don't like you. Okay. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. Move on. Who wants to read this announcement? I don't feel like reading. It's a lot of shit to I'll read. I'll read it. So you're just going to start at the DFW National Society. This is for the 27th. Oh, look at this. Is, you this act is like church announcements. Yeah. Don't have me nothing at the last minute talking about some, can you read can this? You re- oh. yeah, I got a headache. Program. I need some um, And I need you to <laughs> one, two announcements. Yeah. I can't it's long. That's why I was like, yeah. You see how long that bitch is? Look at oh, you. Wow. The, yeah. That, that is long. Okay. You can paraphrase it and skip through. I mean, I can't paraphrase because I ain't read it yet. That's right. That's true. Go ahead. The DFW National Society of Black Engineers Professionals Chapter and the Dallas Poetry Slam proudly present the 2016 Wine Tasting and Poetry Scholarship Fundraiser. Wine Tasting sponsored by Premier 360, beer sponsored. You typed this? No, I didn't. I copied and pasted. Okay. Beer sponsored <laughs> Deep by Ellum Brewing Company. Live music, slam poetry from various artists of the Dallas Poetry Slam. Live radio and media coverage by The Reality Is. Light appetizers and many varieties of wine served. Our experts will enlighten your, enlighten your mind about pairings, history, and quench your thirst with tasting techniques. Silent auction hosted by Tyson's Fundraising. Amazing, authentic memorabilia items include autographs from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and the PGA, and 50 vacation packages worldwide, including Las Vegas, Orlando, Hawaii, Spain, and Greece. Not Coach that check. you are reading it like church announcements, though. <laughs> <laughs> Coach check with two donations. Coach no, co- check with $2 donation. Throughout the evening, post your favorite pictures via social media using hashtag poetry Uncorked. Tickets can be purchased at HT. No, just there's no WW. Oh, that is right. It is HTTP. You gonna let her read? (sighs) Tickets can be purchased at HTTPS colon. Is that forward slash? I don't know. I'm not looking. Forward slash, forward slash, <laughs> nesbywinetasting.eventbrite.com. That's nsbewinetasting.eventbrite.com. Check out our video for the event at www.youtube. Yeah. Continue the party with <laughs> Crown Holders Marketing Group at Red Jacket Lounge at 3606 Greenville Avenue, Dallas, Texas, 75206. Free entry until 1130 with fundraiser ticket stub. As long as you buy that ticket, we're getting it free, so I don't know what you um, For doing. more information, please visit therealityis.com where we'll have it posted. Yeah, I'll get on that. There you go. <laughs> Everything. Refreshments will be served in the yeah, bag in the after back. church. With cake slice, 25 cent cake slices <laughs> and 50 cent cokes. <laughs> 
No, but yeah, this is uh, for the homie uh, Chris Lewis. He should be on the show, I think, February 20th. And um, he wanted to bring us out and wanted us to do a live event and do the recording on the red carpet. So, again, you can get your tickets, uh, purchase them at HTTPS, semicolon, two forward slashes, NSBE, winetasting.eventbrite.com. Go there. Uh, you can also go follow Chris Lewis on Facebook. His name is Chris Lewis, just like it sounds in the spell. And the tickets range from $25 to $45, so be sure to get them on Eventbrite. I think they're running low on tickets, but what that ticket encompasses, again, is you get a drink pass, you have appetizers, you're going to be entertained with the reality is, you're going to be entertained, entertained by Slam Poetry, they're going to have an auction, and... Uh, $2 code check that's taken care of and also when you go over to what is it you get a free entry at the Red Jacket Lounge after the fact they have an after party so make sure you bring your fundraiser ticket yeah you gotta bring that ticket but 25 to $45 you get all of that I mean it works out if you wanna eat before that then you do that but other than that you get a lot for 25 to $45 and it doesn't go in anybody's pockets it's for the Black Engineering Professional Chapter where they're trying to help mentor kids and train kids and teach them about engineering and other and showing them that there are more things in life to be than just a teacher, a fireman, a policeman, and all of that. So shout out to the homie Chris Lewis. So uh, what else we got, man? We almost we almost running. Oh, I wanted to talk about new music uh, real quick. Have y'all heard Future? No, no. I heard well, the one, I know, I know the one you that you. Um... Oh, uh, little, uh, little Haiti. Yeah, yeah, little Haiti I baby. Know anything about new music? So Future uh, Evolve, I think he needs to slow down after this one. He's come out with about three albums already within the last forty-five days. At some point, he got to stop. Is it good? It's I mean, been decent. Oh. Uh, this one, that what I heard today was good. I mean, it's good. When you think future, it's, is it good to me would mean, can I bump it in my car? Does it change my mood? Does it amp up my mood? Can I work out with it in the gym? Uh, do I want to sell drugs even though I don't? Yes, I do. So uh. it works for me. Uh, it's for me. It's like, do I want to go to the strip club? That's what I'm saying. It puts yeah. you in that mode. Yeah. And if he doesn't get you in that <laughs> mode of ratchetness, then no, it's not good future. But he does. It's so right. it's good. He can't get a trap. You know what I'm saying? So it's good future. Uh, young Thug, I'm up, came out. That's so so. I, I, I haven't listened. I'm to not that. a Young Thug fan, but it, it's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. A couple of songs. Uh, Maji Jordan, which is out of. I don't know if he's with OVO, but I know Drake has co-signed on him. He came out with his self-titled album, Maji Jordan. M A J I. I think he's Jewish. Maji Jordan. Oh, I have that. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. I that it's yet. only a couple songs that I like. He. I mean, it's so slow that I kind of get tired of it, but. I that's, mean, that's it's a deep. night when you're in your car. Exactly, you when you're chilling, you going home, or you're setting the mood. Yep, I right. agree with you. Right. Uh, Kevin Gates, I think it's Isla. I hate him. <laughs> He's weird. I like some of Kevin Gates' music. Absolutely ridiculous. I like a lot. He, that's, that jam song is good. He likes That sing. jam song with Jamie Foxx. Uh, who is it? Jamie Foxx, Trey Songs. And oh, it's another, but, I forgot you said yeah. that to me too. It, I, I like that, that song. That one was cool. It's not a lot of them, and I like really. I think it's really, really. I like that. So he has a couple songs, but you know, to me, Kevin Gates is a hit or miss. Uh, Rihanna, what do you, I yes. know? Did you like that? Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say they don't like it. The work I song? Do. No, just the whole album. Oh, Anti. I've only heard the work song. Yes. I like. The I like Desperado. I like work. I don't know the name of any of them. And I like uh, I, really, I like Woo. makes me think of dance hall, and I love that. Like, well, I like yeah. the work. Yeah. I like Woo because he has uh, she had. I think it's uh, Travis Scott that's on there. But Woo, Desperado, and Work. Listen to those three if you haven't listened to Rihanna's album, and that may get you through. Meek Mill is not yet giving up on clapbacks at Drake. He got a four for four part two, which is actually pretty damn good. And They're he's all actually pretty good. Yeah. but I mean, it's just it, don't nobody care. But Drake keep coming back at him. That's why he keeps I going. Don't so somebody needs to teach them. Uh, 
uh, what's it called? What is this again? I don't know. They need to what fight. What are they though. doing? I think they just need a beefing. Uh, beefing. Beefin'. Yeah. Okay. Somebody needs to teach them beefing. Well, they were in the same like hotel overkill. though. When this one, the, the, the summer sixteen. Yeah. You know, he rapped about. He was like, I played the music over and over again, and you right below me. And on Dre, on, on uh, Meek Mills, he was like, you were upstairs, but you knew not to come down. Well, both of y'all right. niggas in the same hotel. Won't why y'all you just didn't go upstairs? Why you, yes. go up why you didn't go up there? And why he didn't come down there? Yeah. Why you didn't call me? Why you didn't call me? So at some point you gotta let it go. And then of course, I bet you won't swing. You ain't gonna swing. <laughs> I bet you're gonna swing first. <laughs> and then they have a uh, take sex, love, and pain too. Have either of y'all heard that? Yes. You I, like it? Yes. I like the few songs on there. You need to watch his interview with the Breakfast Club. It was really good. I was good. going to. He's but very I, funny, man. Yeah, I watched. Uh, did you watch Romney? Um, no, I didn't see that. One. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know you're talking about, but I didn't get to see it. His was but, good. Too. Oh no, 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 I watched. Uh, you know what? I did watch his. His, his was good. The guy, the bar guy from uh, Forty. It was amazing. Yes. And he lives in Puerto Rico, and he told he had yes. a good reason why. Maybe you can talk about who? that. He was uh, uh, from. Forty year old virgin and think like a man, the ball head guy who was with making good. Yes. Yeah. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen that? Have you seen either one of those movies we just named? The first one I saw. Okay, so remember okay, remember Megan Good was reading the book and he found the book and he was the one who was singing and she was like, My dad got you um studio time or whatever. Was he skinny? Yeah. Okay. Yes, and, and, yeah. and Kevin Hart kept staying at his house all the yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. So him. Um, he was on the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Yeah, he was on the Breakfast. Club. He did a really good interview. It was, it was, and Tank did a good, really good interview, and he co-signed uh, men getting ass licked. He oh co- yeah, they I saw Tank interview. He co-signed it. They like that shit. He co-signed it. Y'all, I feel like a lot of times I never I said feel, I was against listen, it. So I, I, like, I mean, long as it, like they said, if it ain't really no entry, you know, I can deal with the licking around and looking I like you're trying like to find a lot something. Of times when guys not around like, other niggas, not even got this. One. That's they start fronting. Right, and also when, I feel like sometimes when people have a super strong opinion about a certain subject, like you be the main one getting you getting your ass, ass licked. <laughs> no, nigga, no, <laughs> never. I ain't putting my legs up on no chair. Hell no. <laughs> No yeah, you know what I'm saying? Be like, why? Well, you know, you gotta put your legs up, my nigga. Right. I mean, you could lay on your back. You can do a lot of other things. You lay on your stomach. Ways I mean, what you, yeah, it's a different couple ways. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey, what'd you put your legs up for? Go cut the cut, cut the camera, off. <laughs> cut the camera, off. cut the camera, off. <laughs> turn all this shit off. <laughs> Unless your booty on your back. I mean, is the, the booty hole in the same place yours is? It's we not got the a booty chick. It's the yeah, booty hole. You got to get in between the cheeks. If you give me a blowjob right now, you ain't going to get to my asshole right, from right here. Right. I'm about to put my leg up at some point. You got to get to that ass. Or unless you're going to be I on just, your stomach in the bed with your booty tooted up. I'd rather be on my back. I, on my stomach, I feel very vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> on my stomach, I don't know if I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I would prefer to be on my back. I can see things. On my back, on my stomach, I'm facing a wall. And I just and know somebody's back there. back there. Yeah. <laughs> At least I can see. Like, I agree with Tank. He was like, you know, if you put your legs up, you know what I'm saying? You can punch him if they're trying to use their hand. Be like, hey, get your hand away from that. Move your hand. And when he did, that's why I said I love the interview because he said exactly the things that I was thinking. You can do it, but you can't get too extracurricular down there. You got to put your leg up. There's nothing away. I mean, what, what can you do? And then, you know, you got a lot of dudes like, that's gay. It's a woman doing it. Ain't a guy licking your ass. Okay. I know we only have what eight, we got two minutes, three minutes. <laughs> okay, you had it. <laughs> three minutes. You got to go. Okay, I hate when people be like, "That's gay." Anything that does with your butt, but your butt, because I being gay is being anal? attracted to no, ma'am. Would you ever? No. See, that's it. Ain't, even with your husband? Nope. I was married. Didn't do that. I had a girl tell me. She, I had a black girl tell me she was like, uh, nope. "If you're gonna be with me, you need to get it all out before you come." 
before you get over here. And that's why niggas be fucking oh. with white. White girl yeah. let you stick I've it in. I've never anyway. done it, but I feel like my husband. You'd be open to it. I'd be open to oh, it. Oh, no, I'm not saying. Uh, you know what? We're going to do this offline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be open yeah. to <laughs> offline. Only with him. Though. Parking lot that question. Parking lot that question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got to get, get ready to go anyway. But, man, again, you've been listening to The Reality is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. Also, we're thinking about doing a episode 50 somewhere. Uh, if we're not here, we may try to find somewhere to do it. We'll keep you guys posted on that. If you want to check it out, go to www.therealityis.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at therealityis.com. If you want to email us any audio messages or any topics you want us to discuss or discuss, hit us up at www.info at therealityis.com. And always remember, inhale courage to excel success. And we out. Yeah, you know me, I smoke a blunt while I'm getting brain. Stick my finger in a butt while I'm getting brain. Yeah, I'm nasty, bitch, what? Lil Wayne. I like the macked up lips and two-tongue rain. I gotta say it, I'm the president, I run things. Now all these hoes trying to save a nigga cum stains. Real talk, I get hit on the airplane. Bitch be climbing all over that little chair. Uh, me at 26 oh, oh no 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 hell no man I, I i'll never let a girl uh do anything to my ass i'm not laying on my back like no little bitch i'm not i'm not laying on my stomach no i'm not gonna allow a woman to compromise me me at 30 I, I, you know I, she started giving me head and and one thing led to the next and you know she she started and you know things kind of happened and i mean if i'm being real you know i ain't gay or nothing but i mean it wasn't that bad <laughs> this message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Whoa, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through, so you sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.